and welcome. My name is Tim. I am Dante. And I'm Herfie Dorfy. And this is Gomo, a link to the past randomizer podcast. I okay. I, I'm sorry. I need to get on y'all's level. This is Tim, and this is Gomo, a link to the past randomizer. Pro- okay. That's oh, you. baby. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I could. I couldn't even commit to the end of the <laughs> podcast name with that voice. I just know that if I was hearing it, I would die. Man, <laughs> if, this, this, it's easy to say. This yeah, dang old Gomo podcast. <laughs> this one will be interesting to voice. see some stats on, you know, who makes it past the intro and who's just like, oh, well, I guess I'm skipping this one. I know. I would there I there definitely is a way to do that. I just I think like Spotify lets you do that. I haven't yeah. figured it out with all of our other stuff like figuring out when people drop off. I know YouTube lets you do that. But mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as long as you download, we get credit. So, <laughs> thanks a lot, sucker. <laughs> we already got your uh gotcha. digital point. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means absolutely nothing in the grand. I was about to say, are these who's line points where the where yeah, they don't they, matter? They do not matter at all, even a little bit. Although I will say, we are getting very, very close to fifty thousand downloads, and that feels pretty cool, even if it is a made-up number. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm we'll be getting sponsors before too long, like well, actual, uh, actual, real ones. I mean, I don't know if we've ever actually officially said this, but if you have a product and you want to sell it on here, <laughs> shoot us an email. We will definitely at least discuss it. Um, you know, I'm not above it. I would, I would love to hawk some merch and some, some I items. I mean, if it's fitting, I'm down. I, I don't mind. I, you know, I never thought about it because I didn't think we were nearly big enough, but. Well, it used to be when we had Axial on the show, he, because he had like government contracts or something, was very, he like yeah. had to be very upfront and careful about his sources of income. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, he's gone. So let's, let's get on that money let's train. Let's cash in, as baby. As quickly as we can. I mean, that's Hell not yeah. even true. Hot We've tub done a podcast. Time. Hot tub <laughs> podcast. Uh, For real this time. We did have that one sponsor. What was it? Gannett's Tower Escape Room oh, or something? Geez. Yeah. Somebody needs <laughs> that's to make never going that. away. Uh, somebody needs to okay here's how it's going to work we need we need regular sponsors okay we're going to make a ton of money mm-hmm. we are going to start Ganon's Tower Big Key Escape Room and it's going to be wildly popular and then we'll make even more money so that's our business plan that's our three year plan I mean just don't not? tell Nintendo I'd be, I'd be down for that you could make like 22 small rooms with a puzzle in each and one of them has the big key that lets you get out I'm down it's legitimately a good idea. Somebody should do it. So honestly, the if we did that, you would have to invent teleport teleportation technology because there's no way to have an authentic escape room without having a couple of teleport tiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also would need people to be able to bomb walls, which might be a problem. <laughs> no, nah, just, uh, just know, let them do it. We're, <laughs> just let them the set up picture. some C4. No big deal. <laughs> Look, we're the big picture guys. We'll we'll hire some underlings to figure out all, right. all of those details. Yeah. Um, the way yeah, I can get behind that. The way you do it is you do it like uh, Spartan used to do it when I used to run those like obstacle course races. And in like uh-huh. the intro, they would just say, "And remember, you signed a waiver." So we just make them sign a waiver before we let them bomb open walls. Or you yeah, just do it good. like that one a theme park, like that one water park that had a oh, slide. action park. Yeah, that decapitated a little kid or something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, you had to sign a waiver to go, and it's just like wildly unsafe. That, the decapitating kid, that might have been a different park. Yeah. This action park one, It's there's a documentary on, I think, like Hulu or HBO or something about it. It's this park in New Jersey where you had to sign a waiver, and then it, like the 
rides were wildly unsafe, like negligent. Yeah, unsafe. it was just a couple like teenagers making up stuff and not caring about anything. Yeah. Anyway, little we're, to no oversight. We're wildly off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is this? What do we do on this podcast again? I think we talk about this one game. It's kind of old. Uh, Super Metroid, maybe. Contra. Paper oh, Mario. Uh, Paper Mario. Okay. Um, ooh, Link to the Past Randomizer. Right. Oh, okay. right, 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 right. All right, let's talk about ALTTPR. So, uh, in fact, <laughs> what we need to do right now is everyone needs to get on their storm chasing gear, get in the Ford pickup, uh, and then head towards that funnel cloud in the distance because it is time to enter the Tourney Tornado. We have seven different tournaments to cover right now in the ALTTPR community, including the big ones that we always talk about and the mentor tournament, and then four more to, to discuss. So this is the Tourney Tornado. And then we're going to talk about tournaments in our feature. So this is like, this is the tournament episode. I would, it I would sure have feels to say. Like are you guys, it, yeah. Wow. Are you ready? Are you ready to enter the Tourney Tornado? Are you ready to enter hell? Uh, I'm, I'm a, as ready as I'm going to be. That's a reference that like four people will get maybe... Uh, all right. Well, speaking of references, no one's probably going to get. Let's look out for flying hubcaps. Let's get into our tournaments here. Uh, so the first one, of course, is the main tournament, the big one, right? The 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 main the main stage. The and of course, we're going to turn to Dante to tell us a little bit about that. First off, congratulations, Dante. Moving on yet again to the top eight, killing it, my man. Killing uh, it. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, I, I said this in a private channel with someone. It's like. Uh, when going against P Train, there, there's honestly a part of me that hates that I had to knock out P Train because uh, I like P Train. He's a good guy. Um, but um, you know, obviously, when you get in a competitive environment, the further you go, obviously the uh, you're going to be playing against uh, better and better opponents. Uh, at least you know as far as their streak is going potentially. So that's that's what happened. I I don't know how the whole Blaine thing is going to go, but. Um, <laughs> I feel like we got past Goomba. That was a miracle. Uh, P-Train was uh, probably a little miracle as well. And it's going to take something to get past Blaine in a 1v1 environment. I mean, if we could just play five qualifiers again, maybe I can beat Blaine. Um, uh, but I, I, I don't know about the uh, uh, the head 1v1. Head. Yeah, head-to-head is going to be real yeah. tough. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um this probably won't age well, but if I manage to get past Blaine, uh, my mental state will probably be high enough to think I can win the whole thing. But um, Blaine is a very tall mountain that <clears throat> we're just going to have to take one game at a time and maybe maybe yeah. one item at a time as far as the seed goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, though, that's that's an interesting perspective, and it, it certainly tracks. Blaine is very, very good, kind of uh, has a reputation in the rando community as being uh, someone who has played a ton of energy, has a really spectacular time. So execution is just very, very good. Um, we've had we've had Blaine on the show to, to talk about that. Um, but yeah, Blaine and P-Train both, I can see how you would be really relieved once you finally um, are finished with these these matches. And best of luck to you. Uh, let's take a look at the, the rest of the... Um, the rest of the bracket here. So we have our top 16 solidified. And of course, you know, we do have a few that are making their way into the top eight. I think we've kind of reached the point where we can start like saying these names. Cause this is pretty, 
You know, it's pretty uh, notable that these folks have made it this far. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have Dante and Wayne in the top eight, as mentioned. Uh, Ninban also has made the top eight. This is uh, as of the recording of this episode, which is June 5th. Uh, we also have Zelga Desan versus Alison, Gamma Chu versus Lin Lin Lin, Azazaz versus Top Life, Shady Force versus Erroror, and Obscure Life Form versus Jet 082. So that's our top 16 slash 8-ish right now. Um, but really, really strong names here. There are some that I think are, are ones that we haven't really seen make it this far in a bracket before, which is always really great to see. And then, of course, some names that are uh, mainstays for this sort of thing. Um, now, normally we would like make a prediction here. I, I, I don't even feel like I want to do that because I don't want to put any jinxes or like weird <laughs> mojo out into the air with Dante still like so hot in this thing. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to do a prediction. Where do you guys? What are your guys' thoughts on the on the tournament right now? Uh, looking at like at a bird's eye view. I mean, looking at this from a little bit from the start, uh, I would say uh, there's some surprises to me. Uh, there's some mm-hmm. you know personal um, things I'm sad like about, I guess. Really, and yeah. uh, some things where I'm like, oh, really? That happened. So I think it's been an interesting tournament. Um, there's a surprisingly little number of people that I would personally root for, you know, not to talk down on anyone or anything or be unfriendly, just like, you know, personal friends that I usually see in the, at least the top 16, I would assume, or higher up, but like, you know, Act the Boker, for example, he got locked out in the first round, uh, versus Astaja immediately out, uh, Willard got knocked out immediately as well. Andy lost 2-0 versus Azazaz, who is currently 1-1 versus Top Life in the round of 16. So he's making, you know, big strides through the tournament. Yeah, definitely and some upsets. Yeah, yeah I know what you it's, mean. Uh, it's interesting, at the very least. I haven't watched too many matches, I have to admit, but there's just a lot of people knocked out by now where I'm like, oh, really? That guy got knocked out? That's either I'm thinking that's weird or uncommon or I'm thinking, oh, that's unfortunate. I'm personally a little sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dante, any final thoughts on this round of the uh, tournament before we move on? I want some more big names to get knocked out. <clears throat> so um, <laughs> so if I get further, then it maybe it's easier. I don't know. Uh, but there then again, go. if they beat the... That sounds really, really bad if you don't, if you don't know me. But, uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, obviously, if you knock out a top name, then you're kind of like, oh, well... Maybe you're definitely uh, deserving to be here. So, um. right, yeah, it's that weird thing where it's like you don't want to go up against the known commodities that are really good, but then if someone beats them, it's like, well, do you want to go up against them now? Like they just beat this person <laughs> who's really good. So, kind of damned if you do, damned exactly. If you yeah. All right. Well, uh, best of luck to you, Dante. Again, uh, for now, we will move on in the tourney tornado. Whoa, we're being thrown around. Uh, <laughs> We've landed in the world of the Challenge Cup, so let's take a, a very quick dip into the landscape here. Yep, so Zero course, Rush is still in it. Zero Rush is <laughs> still in there. Let's go, Zero. Um, uh, I have an immediate question before we start talking about this, and I'm sure yeah. it has an easy answer, but I'm wondering, have uh, Skunkner and Mila84 and Professor Renderer and Slepshot Fred both played a best of 100 against each other for the first round of this? 
uh, best of 100. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Okay. So normally we have the amount of games that each person's won, you know, any one, two, or zero. Uh, but somehow Professor Render and Slapshot Fred uh, have played 44 to 56. So some sort of challenge error, I guess. Uh, I think. I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway. So what? What that is, um, if you don't manually override in challenge, if you're allowing predictions, which they are for each individual match, um, it will automatically put in the score. Now, I'm not saying that's that's exactly what happened, but it's it's you know usually when you see wild numbers yeah. that like that, it's usually just the prediction, and then you just okayed it, um, mm-hmm. or like you just changed a value, you know, uh, to make it a higher score rather than putting gotcha. in the two one or the two zero. Gotcha. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, it's it's not really that important, and I'm sure the correct people won. You know, respectively. Yeah. It's just something I, I looked at the games, and I was like, oh man, there's a lot of two zeros in the first round of this, and then I was like, wait, fifty six versus forty four. Yeah. Well, it is interesting. The the two zeros that you're seeing, I was just going to say kind of where, you know, because of the nature of the Challenge Cup, all of the matchups are totally random, just totally randomized. You know, when we had Ridley Dragon on, he told us as much. So mm-hmm. you do get a lot of those, I think, in the beginning. There's there's no seating like a main tournament or, you know, mentor tournament or any any other kind of tournament like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just a free-for-all, you know, it's kind of, it can be kind of unbalanced. The further we get into brackets, the more we'll see, you know, uh, kind of equally skilled racers i think going up against each other a little more often yeah um but yeah it's there i guess just kind of the nature of the the challenge cup when you do it fully random and it's open invitation to anyone who wants to be in it was this some sort of playing around or something like i'm i'm an idiot apparently but i'm having trouble understanding because it's okay. the round one the round one matches go into like more round two matches where it's bec- really explained because, it um yeah where it, it was an issue of you have uh, <clears throat> more groups than the even number when you pull two people out of each oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, then yeah, when I they remember. had that odd number, they took, I think, what, the, the highest X and mm-hmm. uh, runners, and then they let them do, like, a group race to determine who gets, right. like, the highest seating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I remember now. Yes. Yep. All right, moving on. <laughs> Um, So all I really wanted to say, you know, we're at the top 16 for these folks as well, or just about at the top 16. Um, Challenge Cup's just lagging a little bit behind from the main tournament, but it's got a lot more participants, so that's to be expected. Um, The one thing I wanted to say is I I heard a lot of chatter last night about Game 3 of Cool Papa Bell 2282 versus Mr. Scruff Ninja Tuna. I heard that was a very good one. I haven't watched it yet. Um, But number one, it's a Game 3, so the stakes are high uh, to, to move on to the top 16. And um, I just heard it was very close and, and had a very close finish. So I'll, I'll put a link to that in the description. Um, and Challenge Cup, you know, that is one thing that, I, that I'll say is it's pretty good at, at producing these, like, surprise close races. You know, I think people kind of expect that from the main tournament. But when you get it in the Challenge Cup, it's, like, pretty special because it's, like, again, it's random to get everyone there. And they get together and it's, like, they were so evenly matched. It just makes it that much more unique and fun to watch, I think, so. So yeah, we will share that one um, and keep those recommendations coming. I love seeing, you know, in our Discord when people are like, oh man, this match is so good. Go watch it. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep sharing those in the Discord. That's that's always fun. 
Um, okay, moving on. So I did want to just give a quick shout out. This won't take long, but uh, the NMG tournament has concluded that uh, Buane was organizing. We mentioned earlier, and it came down to Buane versus Airy, uh, Aeroar in the finals, and Airy was able to win. So GG's to Airy, a friend of the show. They're both friends of the show, so we were going to be happy either way. But uh, a very, very long tournament, very execution heavy, obviously. Um, very, very tough to win something like that. So huge GG's to Airy. Um, and I can't say I'm you know super surprised that they took it, but I also wouldn't have been surprised if Wayne took it because they're just two like titans. So uh, we will post a link to the full bracket. Uh, it's kind of neat. They have it in like a Google Sheets. It's it's kind of like crazy the way they got it to work. And uh, yeah, so you can check that out, see the whole thing. But GG's to Airy for winning, to Wayne for putting it on. And um, I guess maybe we'll see you next year. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Whoa! Tornadoes whipping us around. Uh, there were two. <laughs> You're gonna have <laughs> to sorry. edit that. So, <laughs> so stupid. Um, so there were two tournaments announced in this last week. So I just want to run down the details of those real quick. Uh, first one we're going to talk about here is the Pilers uh, <laughs> Piler Spoilet Turner. <laughs> the Piler Spoilet. You want me to take this one, Tim? Please. All right. So this is the <laughs> key sanity or the I guess I don't know if it's just key sanity. I should read the rules, but it's the pilot spoiler log tourney. So this is a, a tourney dedicated to uh, teams of 2v2. Uh, it is um, kind of based off of the mode we, we started in the league where you uh, the, the pilot, if you will, has a spoiler log and is in voice chat telling you where to go and you as the runner have to listen to them and parse the information they're giving you to finish the seed so um signups are happening now uh and they conclude on june the 30th they're trying to get 32 teams and that way they can have a nice even divisible number by four uh as that makes for good good tournaments uh when you don't have to you know when you have that luxury uh and then the group stage is going to start july 1st they're going to kick it off with a bang uh with a round robin format which is kind of cool um four teams per group and each match will be two races against every other team in the group for a total of six races uh over the period of six weeks i think that's fairly manageable for a a group stage in that regard but we'll include a, a link to their discord and uh their rules doc in the sign up form in this episode so check the show notes they're going to be there because tim's going to yes. do it for you i'm going to do it well tuesday tim's going to do it but well done dancy excellent job i'm looking forward to this honestly i'm I'm trying to see if i can fit this in my schedule um mm. I, I do enjoy the the pilot modes they're a whole lot of fun uh i think this is going to be <clears throat> just the high enough level of fun to keep me out of the potential cross keys tournament that hasn't been announced yet. Uh, don't have a date on that, but um, this sounds like a lot more fun than playing cross keys uh, for qualifiers and then getting knocked out really early. Cause I'm just bad at cross keys. So, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I think it, uh, I, I hope they get like the maximum number they're looking for here. I hope they get a, a good turnout because this is like, this is a first time tournament for them. Yeah, it definitely seems like just, you know, anecdotally, there's been a decent amount of interest in it. I know people are putting teams together. My teammates in the league, the Long Shots, uh, put together a, a two-person team, and they're going to use the Long Shots name for their little mini team there. I've, I've signed off on that. I'm going to be their mascot. I'm not participating. but You're going to be the be. mascot. <laughs> yeah, I'm the mascot. <laughs> so. The old man. 
Yep, that's so, right. So are you going to be uncle. like, are you going to be dressed <laughs> yeah, up like an uncle. uncle, but with like hookshot format? So the head extends way like in the neck is like the, the chain. Is that how that works? Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we should work it's on like that. A, it's like a um, jack in the box, but it's the uncle head. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly like a jack in the box. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, we'll work on that. We'll get something going. That's some nightmare that. fuel. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could make it look cute, I think, if, if you did it the right way, instead of terrifying or horrifying. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think a, lo- a lot of people have. Th- some people really love this mode. I, it stresses me the hell out. I I don't want I don't want to be uh, involved in it. It's just it's so stressful for me. But uh, there are definitely people that love it, and I'm excited for them. And they should get in this tournament. If if you know if that describes you, you should jump in. Yeah, on another Discord server, I've seen some people, and I might be misquoting this, but I've seen some, you know, more of the high-skilled people, I want to say, talk about that they really like the idea of the mentor format, but they probably wouldn't be very good teachers, so the whole pilot thing kind of speaks more to them, and Hmm. that's why they're really looking forward to this. That's, yeah, that's a really interesting uh, uh, take on it. Like, I don't, I don't want to teach you how to do it, but I like the idea of guiding you around. Yeah, you know? or like the other way around, you know, being someone who is being guided around, but you don't really need to learn anything because you already know how to do everything, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and honestly, that was kind totally. of my reservation. We'll, we'll talk about this some more. Like, but when I did the boots camp thing, it's like, I know, like, not even looking at rando, I'm, I'm the type of guy who I can tell you how to do my job, like my day to day job. Um, but if you have no experience, like in our very green to, you know, the industry I'm in, I'm going to have a bad time explaining it to you. Um, the, mm-hmm. And it's mainly because I think I'm a bad teacher. I don't think it's because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm trying to talk above somebody like I'll try to dumb things down because, you know, sometimes I, I have to do that day to day as well. But um, you, it, it's a fine line of how, how well can I dumb it down and still make it educating? Uh, and I don't know if that's how other people feel about it, but that's that was kind of my concern with, you know, mentoring the first time in the, the first mentor tournament. That was my concern with uh, teaching bosses, because I know a lot of my stuff was like, you want to get to be about right here. And that's your lineup for this boss, <laughs> not like a specific yeah. pixel. <laughs> the thing is, I, I have a perfect example for this, because I also feel like I'm a very bad teacher and um, from the past and still now. I get some people asking me, it used to be family where like the kids were in school and stuff and they were like, hey, your English is pretty good. Can you help my kid with English? And I'm like, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my English skills. I might not be perfect, but I think I'm, I'm pretty all right. And then I sat down with them and they asked me stuff like, why do I have to put an ING at the end of this year? <laughs> and I have to say... Uh, that's just because that's how it is because I know yeah. that's how I have to do it. And that's why it is like that. Yeah. I can't explain to you why you have to put it there. I just know that it's right to do it in that situation, you know? Yeah. It's a totally different, uh, ask, you know, teaching yeah. someone how to do something versus teaching them why something should be done. Exactly. And that's, yeah. I feel like that's pretty much applicable to Rando and almost anything else as well. Dante just, you know, he knows how to do the quick kill on Armos, but having to explain it to someone with like, this is where you stand, this is where you shoot the first arrow, stuff like that. It, you know, it's just muscle memory at that point. Yeah. Well, for the record, I saw 
your uh, lesson, Dancy, on bosses, and I, I thought you did a wonderful job. I don't think you're a bad teacher at all. I can appreciate that that feeling and that sentiment, um, but I, I, I know, thought you did a wonderful job. I know that I talked a lot because when I got done, my voice was killing me. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it was it was something. I, I was really hoarse the rest of the night and into the next day. Definitely I thought it was good. good I thought it was a good yeah. time, and I thought you explained a lot of stuff. I was like minimally disappointed that you didn't show Vitria's cape strats, especially my favorite, where you put on oh, the cape crap. and just dash through the eyes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to guys. get that in, but you were talking so much that I couldn't get it in, and I was like, all right, it's not that important anyway. Oh, I'm sure mentors will be all over that. Yeah, They'll be like, hey, sure. you have a cape. Just get your cape out. And it's, you know, it's not something that people don't usually know, like, you know, the Lanmo Wiggles or whatever. It's something yeah. that you've seen on SG like 400 billion times probably. Well, I think what's yeah. funny is like, since you said that, I, I used that in both of my races versus P-Train against Vitreous. <laughs> and like, the, especially like the dashing one, I think. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I didn't even teach it. So that's that's on me. Oh, whatever i yeah, just you know, i i I, I liked it a lot yeah we'll talk more about uh boots camp and and kind of a little more into the specifics of how everything went uh very I de- shortly i derailed the tornado and turned it into another storm yeah it's we're right, reaching we're for that on the tornado i'm sure <laughs> yeah we're reaching for that conversation and then whoa we get whipped away by the tornado uh, okay, and now we've landed in uh, Hybrid Major Glitches 2021 Tournament land. So, as you recall, uh, this tournament was teased by Malmo when she was on. This is uh, Hybrid Major Glitches, HMG Tournament. So, HMG is the same as Overworld Glitches Logic, uh, OWG, with a little bit of added Dungeon Glitch Logic in there as well. Um so we'll have a link to the rules description that talks specifically about what some of those glitches are. Um, also has other details about, you know, how to sign up and all that. Uh, the qualifiers begin June 20th, so you have some time uh, as this episode comes out to decide if you want to do it. But check out the details if that's something that's interesting to you. Uh, I believe they have their own Discord, so we'll link that as well. And uh, best of luck to Malmo as she uh, administrates her second tournament uh, hot <laughs> off the the heels of the OWGMT that we had at the beginning of the year. Um, so yeah, another, another fun one. It's, it's just like tourneys all over the place and, and there's something for everyone. You know, we've got the mentor tournament for brand new folks. We've got HMG for kind of ones that really like the glitch stuff. Uh, we've got the pilot spoiler for, you know, people that like all that other stuff we were just talking about. So there's really something for everyone in this community. And that's what uh, makes it so fun. I have a quick question and I feel like I should know this and maybe it's a stupid question, but we've got, um, OWG, which is overworld glitches for the overworld. Then we've got the hybrid major glitches, which is the overworld glitches, and I assume dungeon glitches that we don't normally see, you right. know, like bigger stuff. Is there um, a, a like a, what's it called a category? I guess that um, has only those dungeon glitches. That that's what the hybrid major glitches is so like yeah but you um, also got the overworld glitches and the hybrid magic glitches i'm looking for yeah. something that oh. requires no overworld glitches and only the dungeon glitches i don't uh, think i so. would say there is now because would i would like be interested it? in that as little as i like all the glitchy stuff uh, i will be interested in that more than overall glitches or overworld and dungeon glitches i just want to you know i want to walk around the overworld like a normal person and then i want to destroy all the dungeons so here's a question 
can you, do you think it would be okay to like warp from dungeon to dungeon, like going through super tiles or whatever? Yeah, sure. That's cool. That would be cool. Well, we'll call it uh, DMG, Dungeon Major Glitches, or Dang Old Major Glitches. And <laughs> yeah, and I'm for that. And uh, yeah. yeah. Just DMG, and then whenever you refer to it, like in person, you call it the Damage Tourney. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. We got to talk to Malmo about that. I bet she would, I bet Vitor, she would get that give us going. logic. Make it happen right now. Sinek, <laughs> fix the bot. It can't Make be it, that hard, that. right? You're just going to mash them together. You just mash the normal one together with the hybrid major glitches or remove the overworld glitches from the hybrid major glitches. shouldn't be that hard. I'm confident it's extremely easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you get right on that temp. Yeah, exactly. You, no, you not, get right not on me. I, someone else. Someone else. Obviously. I've learned it's you're... extremely easy for someone else. <laughs> I've learned you're not allowed to say it's easy unless you can do it. So, <laughs> yeah. No, that's. I guess that's what I was demonstrating. Is like I. I, I definitely can't. Uh, okay. Um, the last tournament we want to talk about before we get into GMP community updates is the Speed Gaming Live tournament for 2021. This is normally one where we all get together. Unfortunately, it was announced that it is going to be online this year. Dang it. We all really wanted to get together, obviously, because uh, we had so much fun in 2019 and we really want to meet you know, all the folks in the community. Uh, but we're just going to have to wait one more year uh, before we can all see each other in person. It has, It, it is confirmed in person 2022. The venue's already been booked. Yeah. I assume it'll probably be in Herndon, you know, in November, October, somewhere around there, 2022. But this one is going to be online for 2021. And I assume it's going to be very similar to the way it was last year with face cams required, a uh, set of, you know, qualifiers that are open to the public. I'm sure there'll be some prize money. I'm sure all of that is in place, so we'll share those details as they are announced. But that like top level announcement was made. We just wanted to share it here on the show. Um, don't worry about asking off of work for SGL 2021 unless you plan on participating uh, in one of these tournaments. Then I understand they'll like schedule races during the day or something, so you might have to do that. Uh, but yeah, next year, 2022 SGL, I'm definitely going to be there. We'll all get together. It'll be a big triumphant return to form of face-to-face human interaction and contact so yeah that's all i got for that one i mean it's a little sad i personally don't mind too much to be honest because i'm not sure if it would have worked out for me timing wise this year so i think it would have been even more sad if it was not online and i couldn't have made it so yeah. um I'm, I'm just looking forward to 2022 and uh also looking forward to this year to be honest because i thought as kind of weird as it was last year, it was still pretty fun, especially with the face cams. We got a couple of real good yeah. gifs out of that. Reactions and stuff, yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know why I just wasn't able to get into it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try a little harder. It's yeah, it's definitely not the same. I mean, obviously. Honestly, like th- this this is my full on assumption. There was a lot I saw a lot of convos um about you know, why, why isn't this in person? Things are getting better. And I agree, especially here in the States, things are starting to get better. Um, I I don't know Feasel's, you know, in speed gaming's financial situation. I don't want to know it. That's, that's not my prerogative, but I would say that, you know, considering this is still a a baby event in the sense of it's not like very deeply rooted. Um, you know, I'm assuming with like sponsors, funding, a ton of, you know, like attendees pay, helping pay the bills, so to speak, you know, something like a GDQ. Um, I would say that it's probably a smart 
bet to to do it online as a as a precaution just in case because if another you know if another wave of something happens you know and we you know go back into like a lockdown state then you know you're you're out a ton of money uh which was i think kind of the case last year um Mm -hmm. but it's a uh i think it's a small a smart hedging your bets just to uh you know, we, we found out last year they could make it work. And now that they've got a system they can potentially build on, um, you know, Sinek automates everything, right? So, uh, you know, between him, Fiesel, and, you know, the other SG folks, uh, I, I think, you know, it'll be another successful online event. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to imagine, you know, like if, if they were able to make the decision like right now in June of 2021, maybe it would have been different, but they probably had to make a commitment like months ago when things were a lot more uncertain and you know the cdc hadn't yet said like oh if you're vaccinated you're good you know i was it was a different time it's easy to forget you know how different things were two or three months ago when i'm sure they had to make this decision mm-hmm. and like you said dancy it's i'm sure the majority of their decision making process here is um first for safety but then also you know they have to look at the financials of it in order right. to be solvent so it's understandable. I certainly don't like blame them or anything, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing everybody again in 2022. Same. All right. Uh, yeah. GMP <laughs> community updates. All right. So the mentor tournament is now officially in full swing. We're right in the middle of week one of groups. Uh, so we had a lot of stuff happen uh, since the last episode. So we'll do just a quick recap of everything. So first off, we had a, that uh, kickoff four-way exhibition race. Uh, Dancy and I calmed, and uh, that was super fun. We had a very fun Moon Pearl location and a lot of um, just, like, really good demonstration of skill and, and routing and all that. So it, it was a great time. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the description. That's on YouTube. Then we had Boots Camp last week. I have to say this was a rousing success I really don't think it could have gone better. I was very, very pleased with how everything turned out. So we had five incredible days of ALTTPR videos, instruction, tutelage, if you will. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to all of our tutors uh, and also a huge shout out to Lady Box Thief for really kind of taking this on and becoming the project manager, coordinating with all of our tutors, making the incredible layout that we had um, you know, for them to use that looks looks really good and has the chat you know, scrolling along and everything. Um, so huge shout out to LBT. We owe a lot of the success of Boots Camp to her. And then, of course, our tutors who uh, volunteered their uh, expertise and their time. So we had P-Train, uh, Espion, who was also helped out by Krell Bell. Of course, Dante and Herfy Derfy, our very own. Uh, <laughs> that was the only one I got to actually listen to all the way through. And I loved it. And I, I learned a ton. So you guys did great. Um, then we had the next day uh, Sailor Nep doing the uh, late game stuff. And then yesterday, uh, as we're recording this on Friday, uh, we had Leoria and CJ with help from Kaysden doing the mock race. So huge, huge shout outs to all those folks. Thank you so much. All of those are on YouTube. And I also have to give a big shout out to Zeitnix for uploading all of those to YouTube the following day. Um, and as you're listening to this, they should all have chapter indicators too. So I think I, I thought that was really important. I wanted to make sure we had that. This way, you know, if you just have questions about one dungeon or one boss or just a part of GT, you can you just kind of skim to whatever you want. You don't have to watch the whole like two and a half hour video is the idea. So um, those resources, they'll all be in a playlist on the uh, YouTube Go Mode podcast channel. Uh, go ahead and check them out. They'll, they're not going anywhere. They'll be around for a long time. Feel free to share them with folks who are new in the community and want to learn a little bit as they're getting into racing. Um, yeah, Bootscamp, 
so awesome. I'm, I'm really, really happy we did that. Hopefully we'll be able to do something like that again in the future too. Um, so we did make the decision to, you know, cut it at 64. We had 75 total people, uh, apply to be a racer. Wowie, wow, wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, myself and the admins had a, a kind of a late night last night on a voice call, figuring out those people that we needed to cut that list of, uh, you know, uh, 10 ish. We had some weirdness with like asyncs and, you know, uh, the people signing up, uh, weirdly it, it, long story. Anyway, we had, we had to make about 10 or 11 cuts really. So we didn't take that lightly. We, we took a long time, talked about every single person, reached out to them each individually. Um, and then we were ready to announce the racers. So now we have our 64 racers. Mentors are all ready to go. Their availability charts are out and uh, people are scheduling races. And uh, this thing is officially underway. So I'm super excited. This is the time when the discord gets like so crazy, just like so many messages every single day. I love it. I love the buzz of it. Um, but you know, if you're someone who's been in our discord for a while, you might want to look at your notification settings for these next few months, um, so that you're not getting bombarded. Cause it, it does get really busy in there. Um, so yeah, it's time. It's time. We're doing it. I'm ready. Mentor tournament. Oh, and you know what? I think the, the, the tourney tornado is finally settling down a little bit and we're being gently wafted back down to the earth. Wafted. <laughs> that wasn't really the right word, was it? I, I, I like that you use the word wafted. Uh, that makes yeah. me happy. <laughs> like where smells. It's good. We're being, you know, I'm imagining it in uh, like an old cartoony way where someone takes like, I don't know, Jerry or Tom and waves him around like a towel. Yeah. Uh, that's us <laughs> yeah, right and then now. they like, like float down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a leaf. Yep. Perfect. All right, uh, so the last thing we have to do before we get into our features is talk about the bi-weekly seed. So last time we did an open sword assured, uh, sword assured, uh, which is what we're doing for the mentor tournament groups. Uh, and we had a lot of our, you know, MT applicants play that one to kind of see, you know, what it was going to be like uh, and see how they stack up against the other racers. That was a fun one. Uh, and now episode 75 for this one, it's kind of open. Well, we don't know if it's open or not. It might be standard. <laughs> what do we want to do for this? Uh, not standard. <clears throat> um, okay. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Let us, let us, uh, and tomato, but no, let's, um, <laughs> let's do wow. like a, just a open seven, seven, uh, we'll get back yeah. to, back to basics, back to, I think what, you know, people are going to have to deal with in the brackets. I might be right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You want to do the bracket? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's probably a good idea. Other than that, if you, um, if it wasn't just the start of the mentor tournament and we had so much new people around who probably want to check these out and kind of see how they stack up against each other and stuff, I'd say the other choice, the other only choice that we have is to, uh, hybrid major glitches seed. Ooh, that's so spicy, though. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts my tongue. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, <laughs> we're not doing that. the whole that, way through. Obviously, yeah. but uh, I'm saying, I think Open 7-7 or whatever we're doing in brackets is probably not a bad idea. I almost, maybe we should just do another Open Sword Assured. I mean, I'm down for that, too. It doesn't matter if we're doing two in a row. Just, you know, you got to remember that people are going to be playing a bunch of these starting now basically that's fair i was about to say chat tell us what you want but then i remembered (laughs) we don't record this live yeah chat chat where are you uh i mean i'm good with that either as well um i was just trying to think of something that was 
different. But if you think maybe some practice for these, uh, the group stage, the Swiss stage is good, then by all means, let's let's make it happen. We definitely got a lot of people who played it, which makes sense, you know. Folks yeah, are, obviously. So, yeah, it, it seems like it probably would be the most popular choice to do that. And it's definitely fitting, of course, for what we all, you know, got going on right now in the Discord with the tournament. So, yeah, I think we should just do another open sort of short. And then, but I like the idea of, you know, as we get closer to brackets, we'll do the bracket mode, which is, of course, just a plain old open 7-7. Seven, seven. I think that's perfectly appropriate. Mm-hmm. And then... Maybe maybe an HMG could make its way in in the next uh, episode or two. That's, that's definitely thought, an interesting proposition. Uh, just because we're, you know, sometimes, not always, but sometimes we're kind of struggling to think of if we don't have, like, a feature that kind of goes into the BWS well or something like that. Maybe we could poll our subscribers next time to, Ooh, you know, just get better. some ideas and be like, hey, what do you think the BWS should be for this episode? And then we can see what they write in. And if we like anything, we'll take that. And if not, then we just think of, think of something ourselves. It's a good call. Yeah, we should do that. Cool. Herf's okay. got great well, ideas. I'm good. Great. Hey, that's why we keep him around. That's, that's, <laughs> the that's the only reason why magic, I'm still baby. on this. <laughs> I still got my job. Nice. All right. Let's get into our feature. Okay, so what we want to talk about this time, uh, we're calling, you know, getting into competitive rando. And the idea is it's kind of a cousin of the last topic that we had about rando life balance. You know, this is kind of like, okay, you've balanced your rando and your real life. So now you've got your rando time all sorted out. What is that going to be like? What is it like to be a part of this community and to compete on a regular basis, share your times with others, try to improve, try to get better? What is what does that look like? Uh, what what does your mindset have to be as you're getting into that? What are some tips for getting started? We're just gonna have a general conversation about competition in this in this community and and in this hobby. So um, I think we're all coming at this from sort of different places. Obviously, number one in rando uh, and our own experience, uh, how long we've been around, how often we're in tournaments and how far we're making it through those tournaments. Cough, cough, Dante. Uh, I, I have kind of an experience with competition in sort of a different world as a musician and a percussionist. I used to do a lot of competitive, um, essentially like marching band shows more or less, but at a pretty high level, like a national level. So I have a lot of experience, you know, in competing and, you know, on a more kind of general sense of what it takes to bounce back from a loss and, all of that sort of fun stuff. So we're just going to have sort of a general conversation here and talk about tournaments, competing, more specifically rando. Um, so with that, I think, you know, setting it up a little bit could could be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dancy, what do, what do you uh, what do you want to start with here in this conversation? I mean, kind of like so we're getting into tournament season now for um, a lot of the the new newbies as we would like to say you know like the people who are very green uh with the mentor tournament i figured maybe something like this would be a good talking point so obviously you're signed up now so you are committed uh quote unquote um (laughs) i use that term loosely legally obligated (laughs) (laughs) man are you really throwing it down um but yeah like tournaments uh, let's look at the main tournament right now so we started that. We started qualifiers across three weeks in March. It is now June, so yeah. this tournament has lasted half of this year so far. 
which is expected when you have a big tournament with stages and stuff. And that's not a, a no slight against them. This is what was fully expected. Um, but uh, as a runner, you kind of have to think about that from the get go. Like, you know, if you think there's no chance you're going to make brackets and you want to bow or in or groups and then you bow out, then that's fine. Um, bowing out without good reason, I guess. Uh, and good reason is variable person to person, you know, midway through a group stage, it kind of messes up some tournament balance in some ways. Uh, obviously there are very good reasons to do that. Um, but you have to think about like how long you're committed. So like we talked about, you know, the balancing with your, your life day to day, you're looking what we were talking two to three hours, uh, you know, setup time, race time, post race time. If there's like a restream, you're going to do an interview for, uh, delay yeah the delay and uh i mean it, it's it's huge and then you got to think about uh if it's a best of three like right now the way i'm kind of viewing the main tournament is once we hit groups you got to think all right i got to plan three races in seven days usually now there were a couple of two week two week days but um that's basically committing at max we'll say at three apiece that's nine hours of your week uh, you know, while potentially holding down a job, while going to school, while uh, having a family, you know, while, you know, depending on your age, you know, doing uh, your, your just responsibilities when you get home from school, something along those lines, because um, I figure everyone's varying in age. And uh, I mean, it's, it's tough. So it, yeah. it, I guess like a way of looking at it is one, do you want to commit that amount of time to this? And I, I hope everyone who's join the mentor tournament uh does you know you've got seven weeks here or six weeks i think um of you know what was it one a week and i think that's that's very good very attainable yeah now it does it's a little complicated by the mentor setup and having to coordinate with some more schedules but Mm -hmm. we've done everything we can to try to make that as as easy as possible with the mentor uh schedule uh Mm -hmm. sheet that that you know you can use to kind of glance at who's available when you are um you know we've kind of refined the scheduling process between mentors and racers so we're doing everything we can to help you with that but yeah dancy's like like he's saying one race a week that should be pretty attainable but once you get to the end of that now you're at brackets and pretty much any brackets in any anywhere in the community for the most part are going to be best of three and that's where you get into budgeting anywhere from you know six to nine hours of your week with playing rando and and it's not the kind of thing where you can just do it on your own time you have to coordinate with other people yeah and just one little thing i mean uh, this kind of goes back more to the balance episode of last time more so than the competitive one but it kind of fits here as well if you're playing in a tournament and you're in the bracket stages or even if you're not but if you're investing like say five to ten hours a week into this tournament playing it you probably also want to watch at least you know a few games they're going to be on and see how are your opponents doing what's happening over there you're just generally invested and interested in the tournament so you can probably add you know another two hours maybe at least to, to all yeah. of that for just, you know, watching and following the tournament. You're not just playing and then putting on the blindfolds and ignoring everything else in the tournament that's going on. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I um, 
I messed this up <laughs> in the Challenge Cup. You know, I joined it to just be like, oh, I didn't make the main tournament. Okay, guess I'll do the Challenge Cup just because, like, that that's kind of what you do. I, I feel like everyone just sort of does that. <laughs> I did not really think ahead and fully, you know, consider the sheer amount of time that I was committing to, essentially. Especially, like, I, I kind of thought it would be like, all right, well, I'm sure I'll just get knocked out in the first round. And then I didn't. And I was like, okay, well, you know, this will probably be it. And then I won that one. And then I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, this one probably be it. And then I went to three games with that one. And then at that point, it was like, okay, I can't just keep doing this. You know, I have to be realistic, <laughs> yeah. like assuming, you know, I could just go on again and roll the dice again and like really piss my wife off and be like, no, this, I'm sure I'll lose this time. And then <laughs> what, I'm going to win again? You know, like it's, it, you just have to be realistic with it. And I, I did not do a good job. Um, considering that at first. So I think that's a really good lesson. Um, and like Dante said, hopefully, you know, this lesson doesn't come too late <laughs> for some of our folks who are already signed up. But at least you have, a you know, about six weeks from this point to prepare for brackets and when you're going to have to to deal with that. Uh, one thing that will happen with the mentor tournament, at least, is the brackets are unmentored. So it should be a little easier yeah. in that regard to schedule those. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still, it's still, you know, it's not not necessarily easy um, if you're short on time, like like some of us are. And like I guess like when it gets to to the bracket stage, so like uh, I'm I'm focusing here on the main tournament for, for a sec with the the way I I, I kind of had this revelation where uh, this is like something you always think of, but when you kind of I guess verbalize it and you know say it or put it down on paper, it just seems kind of odd. So you know obviously with group stage with this, uh, if you won two series, then you advance to the brackets. Uh, that could be either two weeks or three weeks, depending on how things go. Um, and then once you get to brackets, my thought was, okay, if you want to win the tournament, you have to win 12 races. That's it. If you win 12 races without losing more than two out of three, or not losing more than one out of a three-race series, then mm -hmm. uh, then you can keep going. So what, it's kind of odd. So like we're, we're hitting top eight, which seems really far because we had 64 so that's what uh we've basically done the square root of the number of entrants at this point because we keep going mm -hmm. down by half and uh we're down to just eight but this is literally the halfway point for the runner so as Wild. a yeah as a runner and and that's kind of like a duh dainty but like it, it was it was kind of crazy to think about it was like you know when i got past goomba i thought all right we're, we're getting you know top 16 you know there's just few rounds left nearly but, there right yeah. but it's not actually the case so mentally you're halfway you, yeah mentally you kind of have to prep yourself like if you think you can go the distance in any tournament not just like the main not just the challenge cup not just the mentor tournament but just any of them you have to think about the full picture you can't get too far ahead of yourself and you have to you know take things one step at a time so one week at a time i guess uh, you know since there's three races uh you know, at, at, you know, for the max, but yeah, it, it's crazy to think like, you know, if you've advanced to top eight from a 64 man bracket, uh, you're halfway, you've won six, you got to win six more. So if here's, you want to win, so, here's something that's kind of like, so uh, it's probably not the case that every single person that joins a tournament realistically thinks they could go all the way to finals and, and be in for, you know, eight weeks of competition. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so you know, maybe it's like the kind of thing where it's like, all I know is I want to get in this thing and I want to go as far as I can. And I think 
maybe the idea is like the further that you get, the more that it's like, okay, I know I've been doing this for a long time. Maybe you're talking to your partner. I know I've been, you know, having to do two or three races a week for a long time, but like, this is getting really serious. Like this, like this is, I'm getting further and further in this tournament. This is kind of becoming sort of a big deal to me, you know, as a way to uh, show that I've progressed in this game, but also just like in the grand scheme of things, like I'm one of 16, I'm one of eight, I'm one of four people that are still in this thing. And that's really important to me. That's a really big deal. I didn't even think I could do this. Can you kind of work with me a little bit to help me, um, you know, help me out so I can participate and, and really give this thing my all. Yeah, and like I mean, I think that's one way of approaching it. Uh, I mean, obviously, easy for me to say, you know, being the single guy who has nobody to explain himself to. But I think maybe another good way of approaching it is just even if you don't think you're gonna go, you you know, you're gonna join the main tournament and you're gonna definitely win first place, no problem. If you're if you're gonna be upfront, uh, it would probably work best. I would assume, you know, just be like, hey, listen. I'm joining this random tournament. This is an important hobby for me. There's the potential of it taking up, you know, eight weeks of my time and more time with each passing week because that's how it's laid out. Uh, The chances of me actually getting that far are pretty low. But just in case, you know, are you cool with me potentially playing like three games a week for the next eight weeks? Yeah, that's what it needs to be. Yeah, and... I guess kind of, you know, we're, we're almost back on like last episode's topic at this point, which is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very relevant. Um, but like you think about it, uh, you're also interacting with, um, you know, we got 64 people in the mentor tournament here. You're interacting with 63 other human beings, uh, that come from different parts of the world. You know, uh, their sense of humor is going to be different than yours. Uh, Sometimes it might be the same. Uh, you might make some connections, make some friends along the way. Uh, that's that's kind of the hope. We've always said that about League. We've always said that about the mentor tournament. The main tournament is a cutthroat environment where everybody just wants to kill everybody. So no one no one makes friends there. Uh, that, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks that's for the thanks for the sympathy laugh there. Uh, <laughs> but um, all that aside, it's kind of like you know I, this is where I, I get reserved. I, I don't I don't like you know. personally i just don't like throwing myself out there as uh you know being a heel towards other people um and uh a a lot we've talked about that kind of before i I think that's you know managing how we want to handle things with people uh some people don't like i mean i've seen instances some people don't like it when you say gg after a race uh you know okay um yeah but and you know when if that's the case that's that's a little extreme but uh You know, I just want to interject and say that Dante, this was something that Dante, it was important for Dante to talk about and, you know, kind of requested that we have this this conversation. Uh, this is something I know for you is, is really important. The way that you interact with other people and kind of this, I don't want to say like code of contact, code of conduct, because that's like way too formal. But like there are certain things that you should know when you are reaching out to someone and scheduling a race. There is maybe uh, things that you should not say right before a race or right after a race. This is something that I know you're you're like kind of passionate about. Yeah, I mean, if it's, so, <laughs> if it's yeah. your friend, uh, like you've already established a friendship with them. Um, cool. But like, you know, someone that, you know, P-Train and I like last series, we, we had a, a decently linked you know chat in the race time chat 
uh, before and after the race, but uh, it's, it's not the case like with everybody. Uh, and it's just because I, I really haven't talked to them a lot. Uh, it's not that I have anything against them. Um, yeah. You know, kind so of. Let's talk about. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, to cut. Well, I was just going to say maybe we could not share examples exactly, but kind of uh, general thoughts to keep in mind. This, I, I think this is a good one, like immediately after a race. So tensions are usually pretty high. If you're running and you get the, the dot done from your opponent, um, it could be tempting to react in a lot of different ways. Like, you know, we've heard, in, uh, like on the bad end, you know, like one of the worst things you could do is like, oh, I, I think you cheated. Like, how could you possibly have, beat, you know, beaten me that fast? We've heard examples of people like reacting like that. That's like the kind of the worst thing you could do, I could say. What are some other examples of like things that you want to avoid or maybe be sure to do after a race is finished uh, in terms of communicating with your opponent? I, I personally, um, I, I, anytime I, I lose or win, I may type something in the race time chat when the, when a conversation's going and I will reread it about five times before I hit enter. And the reason I do that is because, you know, how do I want to make the guy who just beat me feel bad for beating me? Like, is that my goal? Uh, if it is, it's kind of a terrible goal. Like, right. You know, they, as much as you want to win in a competitive environment, I do feel like, uh, the other person may match, exceed, or just be slightly under your level of, you know, comp- competitive drive. Uh, you know, obviously, some people enter tournaments for fun, um, and that's, you know, totally fine. Like, they may just be, like, have no emotional attachment to it. Um, I think a lot of people do, especially, like, the higher tier ones, because higher tier players, because they put the time in, they put the effort in, and they want to potentially see if they can you know see the fruits of their labor i guess as a way of putting it but you know i i think in in any sense you don't want to make your opponent that you just beat feel worse and you know you don't want to uh, also make the person who just beat you feel worse it's kind of like putting it like steal their you know like steal their thunder exactly there are a lot of things you could say that could really undercut the victory that they just got like oh my God, I played so bad or like, you know, like, oh well, man, that was so free. Here's I, an example that yeah. is more, that's, it's a little bit of pet peeve of mine, but I know it's a thing in the community that bothers a lot of people. But if you race against me and you win against me, which is not very surprising, but you know, you win against <laughs> me, don't write in the chat or put a comment about how badly you played and how much yeah. more you could have beaten me. Because you've already beaten me, you know? It doesn't right. matter if you, you know, don't win by, like, five minutes and then go, oh, I played so awfully, I could have skipped ten more checks or whatever. Nobody cares. Yeah. You already won. That, that's like a, a, a really skinny person being like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. And yeah. then you're over here, like, visibly 50 pounds heavier than them. And you're like, well, if you think that about yourself, what do you think about me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just rude. It's, it's, not, it's not a good look to... Say you you might think you're being self-effacing, uh, you know, and and like helping to soften the blow, but it really is kind of a, a rude sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I played that badly, and I still beat you a lot. That's it's not a good look. It's not not cool. I mean, yeah, there there were some times I've seen. Now keep in mind, I, I myself, other council members like Senac, other folks too. We record the races on the race time room, um, so we 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 see the chat logs. <laughs> 
and it's not that I go read them looking for uh, for drama because a lot of times I'm just trying to catch up the logs and that takes time. But um, some some stand out like you'll see like a big long conversation and it's just like especially if someone types in all caps because they're mad. You know that Ooh. that's a that's a big telling thing. Someone's mad because it's all caps, uh, or or accidental. I left caps lock on. Those are the funny ones. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to act like I was yelling. <laughs> But yeah, um, internet shouting. But yeah, like kind of building on what Herf said there, I, I have seen some folks just say, "Man, like they won by ten plus minutes," and they say, "I could have shaved another fifteen minutes off if I'd have done this in this order." And it's like, of course you could have. It's it, in randomizer. Hindsight is more than it feels like it's okay. more than twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just because you, I, I've said this in post race interviews, because you had the thought about something, uh, doesn't it doesn't mean you know you were, you know, God visioning everything because you didn't act on it. If you acted on it and it worked out, then maybe you're God visioning it. Like, um, like P train and I both yesterday in our game two talked about, uh, pendant TR and you know how something's probably going to be there, but we both kind of put it off on, you know, in favor of crystal dungeons. Like it would be smart to, but, mm-hmm. um, and something ended up being there, but neither one of us, like, as soon as we got potential access to TR, we like, we didn't just say, all right, I'm going, you know, uh, that's, uh, we didn't hedge that bit, but like, if we'd have put a dot comment, you know, I knew I should have went to TR at the five minute mark, like, <laughs> you know, like that, that's, that's kind of, I'm not gonna say bad manners, but it's, it's like also like, why would you, why would you want to do that? Like, what does it make you, does it make you feel better? Uh, and yeah. I, I guess I've gone, I've gone past what Herf said. I've gone to meddling now, but uh, but, you know, that that's things you can, I, I feel like those are things you can have with like an inner monologue rather than verbalizing them to, you know, tout how big your internet ego could be. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. especially in what Herf was saying, making your opponent potentially feel worse, like almost belittling them. And uh, I don't think, I don't think people intentionally are doing that, but, uh, you know, I don't think some people might, but I'm just saying like, I'm not going to blame everyone who's done that because I've probably been guilty of that. Like I've been super excited. I want to race when I was starting out and maybe some of the things I said, uh, could be taken in that regard. Um, yeah, there's a, I think, you know, sorry. No, I was gonna say like, there's a lot of like emotions, especially when you get like what you would consider like your first big win, uh, you know, against someone that you thought you never could beat or something. So like, Sometimes you do have keyboard diarrhea or mouth diarrhea, so to speak, as as uh, people would say. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I think it goes back to the point that, that you've made, uh, which really is just like even when tensions are high or emotions are high or whatever, um, you know, Dante said he types something in and then thinks about how it's going to impact the other person. I think that's really like the main uh, message that we're trying to impart here is like just try to put yourself in the other person's shoes for just a moment instead of being like oh i just won think oh i just got beat you think of if someone were to say that to you how that might affect you or impact you in that moment just take that little extra second to think about that before you send whatever you're going to send i guess that's that's probably the best way to like sum this whole thing up and there's yeah. uh, also uh, a thing i want to add to what Dante said he said when he won his first race or when he you know won the first time against when he got a first big win so to speak uh, he might have said something that could have been perceived as whatever. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind as well. 
uh, less so when you're like doing a post game interview or something like that. You know, everyone has said something stupid and then wished to put the words <laughs> back in their mouth. Yeah. So, you know, in an interview it can happen, but we're all used to communicating online via Discord or, you know, chats. And you got to keep in mind, especially when emotions are high, you know, you're just super disappointed because you lost against someone you thought you would win against or the other way around. Uh, if you type something, it might not come out the way you thought it would, especially to someone who is in a completely different emotional state as you are currently. And if they're only reading your line with like, you know, nothing added to it and they don't know exactly how you mean it or what you mean by it, it could be perceived as a like rude thing or something that pisses them off even more. You know, just be aware of what you're saying and how it could be perceived yeah. And, you know, one of the joys of this game is chatting about a seed after you finished it with someone who's just played the same seed. So don't be afraid to do that. We're just saying yeah. maybe read the room a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, take in, you know, keep in mind your opponent's headspace, where they might be, and also the fact that you maybe don't know them that well. And just be civil and be careful with those conversations. You know, we want you to have them just, uh, it, it just causes drama when people are like saying things like that and, you know, it's just, it's really unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, if you want to be the person that most runners don't like, then by all means do (laughs) do what you want. Say whatever you want. Um, Be the heel that we all want to hate. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, there's, there's, there's been times, like, I want to go back to that thing where I said, I've seen race time logs, but like, uh, there, if you're doing a little group race with your friends, uh, recorded or not, or whatever on race time, and you guys are all talking crap, and you guys all know each other, look, by all means... Totally go, different. Yeah, go for it. I, I, I love seeing that. You know, it's 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 cute, we'll just say. Um, but, uh, you know, do it in discords too, whatever. But when it becomes a... You know, when it's somebody you don't know well, I think it's... I, I think it's better to err on the side of caution. Get to know somebody a little bit. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you can... Like I said before, make a friend, and then you can learn like what you can and can't say to somebody, but you know, yeah. in a in a joking sense. But like manners really just go, I guess, a long way. Like not just in life, but in, in you know, in playing games. Uh, I mean, that's uh, like like Tim said, that's something I've been kind of, I guess, passionate about in a way. And this like uh, we're talking about tournaments. Like this, I mean, this doesn't really just apply to tournaments. This applies to like daily races. This applies to like the ladder. You know, the ladder is like... You know what this is? Honestly, what this is, when you say manners and you say tournament, it's sportsmanship. That That's what we're oh, talking yeah. about here, is being a good sport and, ha- and displaying good sportsmanship. Yeah, and blowing blowing up out, like off the handle, like when, when you lose, like for all, by all means, like if you're upset, be upset. Like I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. Be, be totally upset. Just don't make your opponent feel bad. <laughs> like, right. That's that's a huge huge thing, and, th- and I don't think anyone's really ever done that to me. So please, no one take this out of context and be like, everyone that Dante's beaten in the tournament must have made him feel bad, and that's why we're talking about this. And that's <laughs> not the case. Um, I'm gonna go on my podcast and I'm gonna smear those suckers. Yeah, I'm on. That's what you're thinking. Make yeah. them look terrible. <laughs> um, 
Cool. No. So let's uh, let's pivot a little bit. Let's let's uh, talk about another aspect of getting into the community. I wanted to take a moment in case folks are listening to this episode because they do want to get into the community. Uh, Rando is a little bit different than your average hobby. There's a few kind of prerequisites that you have to meet before you can get in. Fortunately, a lot of them are free uh, and very easy to access as long as you have a computer, even just like a laptop, internet access, um, which doesn't even need to be that great most of the time. Uh, but there are certain things that you need. So I did want to quickly kind of go through that checklist for, for yeah. new folks. Um, so first of all, you're going to need an emulator, right? Uh, we recommend SNES 9X. That's a good one. Uh, BizHawk, I think, is another one that people use, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so find yourself an emulator. You need a copy of the game, which we're not going to help you with. You're just going to have to figure that one out on your own. That's a ROM that you need to find, Japanese 1.0 ROM. Um, you're going to need some streaming uh, equipment. We recommend OBS. That's one that a lot of folks in the community use. It's free. It's easy to use. Um, but you know, you're going to need that so that you can stream your play, uh, while you're racing. If you specifically want to race, you're going to need to be seen playing and that's kind of the best way to do it. If you're on hardware, like an SNES classic or, uh, like a super NT or something like that, you're just going to have to figure that out on your own. We're not going to tell you how to figure out all that. Just suffice to say that you, you need a way to be able to stream your game. If you're using an emulator in a ROM, it's very easy. If you're using hardware, do some more research. Uh, trackers, we've got a whole episode about trackers, but we definitely recommend you start out with one of those. There's Emo Tracker, there's Dunka's Community Tracker, there's the new ALTTBRTracker.com you can use from your couch. All kinds of things out there you can use. You're going to need a timer. Live Split is usually pretty good for that kind of thing. It's also free, easy to use. Um, what else? That's Discord usually for, for organizing these tournaments. Almost all of them happen on Discord, so you need to get on there if you're not. What yeah. else? Uh, you do I would need have... a, a race time GG account, which is you know yes. also free and easy to sign up there. But if you want to race on that platform, which most, if not all, of the ALTTPR races are happening on now, uh, you you need an account there. And and can we take yeah. a moment just to to reflect on how easy it is to sign up for race time versus SRL? Ooh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, uh, it's so easy to take that for granted. It, it is. And now that we've had that moment, you know that that's not a slight. I loved I loved <laughs> SRL. It it did for yeah. us what we needed it to do. Um, I think IRC in general is kind of dated, right? Uh, right. I mean, it's not a bad tech. It's just been around forever. And I really I, I love yeah. the the API integration um, for race time, but that that's another topic for another day. Yeah, for those who weren't aware, you used to have to jump through a lot more hoops to start racing uh, in Rando than than you do now. So Dante's absolutely right. And I'm sure if you listen to this episode a year after it comes out, there'll probably even be things where you're like, I can't believe they had to sign up for racetime.g or like something that we like <laughs> totally think is necessary now will will be circumvented. So that's just the nature of this uh, community. And what's one of the things that's so cool about it is how it evolves. Yeah, um, for but sure. in terms of stuff that you need, like right now, um, I think we kind of went through the basics. Of course, there's all kinds of different, you know, additional tools and extensions and things like that that could maybe help. We've talked about some of those in, in you know, throughout the history of this show. Those are the basics, though. That's what you really need to like get started. You need a computer, right? Uh, I don't think there's a mobile version of this game quite yet. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna have to have a, a laptop at the very least. We uh, talked about I mean, software. I've seen people play Rando on their phones. There's apparently emulators that run on Android phones, and I wouldn't do it. But people have been playing this Rando on their phones. Well, that's kind of cool. 
Interesting. I wonder if it's bust out for 10 minutes during the day, you know, I wonder if it's race legal. We'll have to, the council will have to, and I'm kidding. Uh, It probably isn't, I would assume. (laughs) And it's also usually in an aspect ratio that makes me want to puke, but people don't seem to mind. God, I'm just, people are doing it. I'm just imagining like my phone in landscape view and Mm -hmm, the link to the past being stretched across the whole screen. And like at your your older model phone, like off to the side with your tracker on it, it's like <laughs> such a hot mess. But like getting it done, you know. I'm a person. Let's find a way to <laughs> let's let ALTTPR be the new Doom where it runs on everything. We'll get it running on like the old Motorola flip phones and all that. Yes, I love that. Um, cool. Okay, so we've talked about uh, you know setting expectations, you know making sure that you're able to commit to being in a tournament. We've talked about how you should act while you're in the tournament, before and after races. We've talked about you know what it takes to get set up and get going. Last thing I want to talk about here is um, kind of sort of the final layer above all of this, which is just kind of living in the community and how that can sometimes make things a little anxious you know when you are competing and you're constantly going one-to-one and people can see your times and see your placements and watch exactly how you performed it can lead to like anxiety i think for for a lot of us and it's not something that's maybe addressed uh, a whole lot in the community so um dancy you put together some tips for kind of managing rando anxiety here and also things that can sort of feed into it do you want to talk a little bit about things that have worked for you uh i mean I guess these. I guess managing rando anxiety is something I'm good at. Uh, I, I say that kind of sarcastically. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be. I'll be very real. You know, when it's a tournament race, uh, the, not so much with ladder, just because it's like, all right, I signed up for this on a whim, so I haven't had time to think about it. I don't know who I'm playing. That's what I love about ladder. But when you know your opponent, you know you've got a best of three series. You know your tournament life is on the line. If you're competitive, like I said, if people enter for fun, it's different, and maybe maybe they take it in stride. I I, I, I do. I'm not gonna lie. I get pretty nervous before a race. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those things. I, I think that happens to me a lot in life, and I the best way I can handle it is just to throw myself into it uh, instead of like trying to run from it. So it's like, all right, uh, challenge accepted, so to speak. And you know, once the the timer says go, then that's when like all the anxiety starts to go out the window for maybe about 30 to 45 minutes. And then, then you start being anxious about your route and all that. But, um, you know, it's, it's something where it's very real. And I, I've actually been curious, like if there's like a, you know, I I use the term sport loosely here, but like with, you know, competitive sports, you know, a lot of people don't really talk about how, nervous they are before a big game or something only because uh you know they don't want to obviously you don't want to show a sign of weakness to your opponent so that that makes total sense but um you know at the same time it's a deal of you know how much truth is there in that you know it's like oh i knew we'd win this game did you you know and maybe you did but uh did you know you could do it of course uh that's that's kind of been my mentality but this is actually extremely uh, relevant with something that's been happening in the news right now. So I don't follow tennis at all, but I have heard uh, stories of a player named Naomi Osaka 
who recently dipped out on doing a mandatory presser after a tournament, or might have been before, I'm not exactly sure. I'll put a link uh, in, in the description so you can read up on it fully, but essentially uh, people were wondering why she skipped this. It's in her contract. Apparently if you're participating in these tournaments, you have to do these interviews. So she got fined like $15,000 for not going. And she finally came out and was like, look, I, I'm just stressed. Like I've, I have performing performance anxiety. I've dealt with depression. Um, she's, she's young. I think she's in her early twenties. She's like, I, I don't want to deal with this. It's, it's harmful to my mental health. And so, yes, I skipped it and I'm sorry, but I'll be back for the next one. And honestly, there's been kind of an outpouring uh, from all kinds of places and, and you know, uh, from uh, like the Calm app, for instance, uh, they offered to pay anybody's fines who skips out on a, a presser like that from now on, you know, as a way to say, like, your mental health is, in, is important, even if you're a top tier athlete or if you're just like a regular rando competitor. I would say also your your mental health is important and dealing with the anxiety of these races is I, I just wanted to tie that in because it's been sort of in the news right yeah. now, and I think it's exactly relevant to kind of what, what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. um, to kind of briefly weigh in on things that work for me, like I said, I've I've competed at sort of high levels in a, in a very weird niche sort of way, but still it, that anxiety would definitely build for me as well. I think I find I perform the best when I can really just kind of shed all of that and say, okay, there's not a crowd of 10,000 people in front of me. I'm just performing just like I do practice every single time. I'm just going to have a good time. I'm not going to think about them at all. Same thing with racing. You know, if I know I'm on a restream and it's a game three and it's like, you know, eight o'clock at night and there's, you know, more people watching me than normally would be, I perform my best when I just try to convince myself they're not even there and just have fun, play the game, be competitive, try the tricks that I want to try, not worry about being on that big stage. For me, that works. I think maybe for other people, they might want to go the other way and kind of hype themselves up and like really, you know, uh, I, you know, listen to some like heavy metal and stuff like that, you know, like really get psyched up. For me, it's more about kind of calming down and, and bringing myself to where I am when I practice and, and doing the thing that I've done a bunch of times and not, not putting myself on a big stage. Um, some people like to hype themselves up like that. Some people, I think it's more about calming down, but ultimately I think it's about finding the one that works for you. And you can only do that by experimenting around and trying things and um, seeing what kind of gives you your best performance that, that you can get. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like, I, I guess like if you're in a, a, a rando like adage, you could put in with this, um, a lot of times with the anxiety, like if you're in a low percent situation in a tournament race, if you start doubting yourself, I guarantee you that'll turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy where right. you'll make a mistake. I, I cannot tell you the number of times where I second guessed something execution wise. And the moment I did is when everything came off the rails. Um, and I, I've said this before and it's, it's like the most, cheesy BS you could probably feed somebody, but I think with anything, any hobby, um, as far as anxiety and stuff goes, you get, if you start, if you fake believing in yourself, eventually you're going to start believing in yourself. So, yeah. um, with the mentor tournament, like I'm, I'm going to tie this into the mentor tournament, but like with that coming up here, you know, you're going to be hanging out with some seasoned runners and they're going to teach you things they know, maybe you don't know, maybe you've seen people do. And I think it'd be kind of cool. Like once you learn it, like it, the stuff that you've learned, it's like, just be confident in it. If you're going to screw it up, screw it up with confidence. You know, like 
I can't tell you the number of times I've uh, hooked something up, like in one of the arcade machines that I've got, and like, you know, hooked it up and turned the power button on with full confidence, and then you just see a few sparks, and then you know you made a big mistake. But, uh, you know, just just own it is like the best way to to describe it. You know, obviously it's not gonna feel great when it doesn't work out, but um, uh, that's that's kind of my tip is like just just do it. And <laughs> I yeah. guess I'm getting Shia yeah. LaBeouf here. <laughs> well it's true though i mean just you know you're just gonna do it because if you don't then you'll you'll never get there yeah 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 confidence is so important i'm glad that you've you've touched on that because like and it's another one of those things that like it applies to rando but it also very much applies to real life is just you know believing you can do it and and seeing yourself doing it in your mind's eye is it, it really is the first step and i think people don't maybe some people don't like take that seriously but you really need to tell yourself like i'm good enough to do this i am on the level where i can compete and be a a part of this community and put myself out there and i don't have to worry about what people are going to think whether that's true or not you have to believe that before you can start accomplishing things i think Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean it it works a little different for everyone i would assume but i think these are all very good tips and like very good things to keep in mind you don't have to like hyper focus on them i guess you know to the point where you're making yourself nervous because you're focusing so hard on not being nervous right but you know it's just something to keep in mind like for me i think i've talked about this before in the podcast when i used to still race every now and again uh i've there was never a single race where i didn't or where I felt like I was ahead or where I would win the race. I always felt behind. Uh, Even if I pulled out the biggest galaxy brain place, I always felt like, well, if my opponent did that and they executed it better than me, they're still ahead of me. And in a way, that sounds kind of crappy, but it, it made me relax because I never thought I was under any pressure. You know, I always was like, well, probably behind anyways. And then when I did pull out the win at the end, it felt all the better. Might not be the healthiest way to go about it, but it kind of worked for me. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I and mean, it's, it's one of those, like, calm down kind of things yeah. mm-hmm. where it's like you could stress out about them, you know, accomplishing something that you didn't. Or you could tell yourself, mm, they probably did the same thing as me. Let's just keep going. I'm sure everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think that's perfectly valid as a, as a way to you know keep you in the race and keep you performing at, at you know, as, as well as you can and not not worry so much. Mm hmm. And like you said, it's different for everybody, and and you just gotta kind of keep playing and, and try to try to figure out what that is for you. Yeah, don't get discouraged. And I mean, losses will always feel bad. It's it's you know you're you're barely ever gonna go out on a loss and be like, all right, cool, that was fun. Yeah, we've talked about this before too, but it's like if you get to the point where you're like, oh, I lost and I don't care, it's like, oh, I mean, I guess that's fine, but you probably will feel it, and it, that's okay. It's okay to be disappointed by a loss. That means that. You want to get better and, and hopefully you'll do a little maybe a practice or review, you know, a, a video on YouTube or something like that so mm-hmm. that you can kind of improve a little bit. Um, it, it's a natural part of the competitive process is, is losing. You, I, I've had a lot of my coaches say on teams that I've been on where we don't win a lot. You do truly learn a lot more from losing than you do from winning. Winning feels great and it's like a real dopamine rush, but losing is much better for your uh, improvement as a human being. Yeah. Yeah, not taking lumps kind of early on in any competitive thing. 
that that's a way to build a big ego. It's also a way to build confidence, I guess, if you're playing people of your skill level, but, um, you know, and you manage to overcome them, we'll say, but, uh, you know, it being, uh, I don't want anybody to say like, how do, how do I word this? If you constantly compete against people who you know are um, lower than you, I guess, it's like maybe on, on the competitive scale. Less skilled. Per se. Yeah, maybe less skilled, less... Um, experienced Experience. yeah uh then you know are you doing that for your own ego um maybe maybe not well i think a lot of us you know get paired up with people in ladder or in a tournament you know it's it's actually somewhat rare to be able to choose your opponent in this in this community unless you just like straight up ask them like hey do you want to race um yeah it mm-hmm. tends to be random you know so i think that is kind of one good thing i think about this community is like you race who you race they could be someone super skilled. They could be someone who just started. Uh, but thanks to things like Ladder and Challenge Cup and all that, like it's it's a real grab bag. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then like I, I guess we could tie, we could kind of put a little neat little bow on this. We'll put some stuff that you know uh, was in our outline here. But you know, in, at the end of the day, like we talked about the anxiety deal. If uh, I've actually talked to about three or four people who did not enter the main tournament this year. And they said the reason they didn't is because when it gets tournament time, they know that they start having less fun with the game because they get more stressed out about it. And if that's mm-hmm. you, then maybe, you know, if you're not having fun with it, that that is what the point of all this is. Like this, even like the main tournament, the mentor tournament, cross keys, everything except speed gaming live tournament. There's no money. There's nothing really there to gain except I did it, you know, and that's there's nothing wrong with being able to say I did it. Um, But, uh, you know, you can always find other ways to have fun with the game, whether it be just casual races. Uh, You know, we've got uh, the the whole expansion thing where you can make MSU packs uh, for like every single dungeon and, um, you know, stuff like that. There's plenty in sprite creation we've had mike on to talk about that there, there's plenty of other things you can do to have fun with the hobby um it's not so much competitive when you're doing you know msus and and sprites but it's a nice like i guess adjacent uh aspect of the com- competitive community uh, per se absolutely yeah there's so many different ways to get involved beyond like competing head-to-head or in a qualifier with a bunch of people um, that's another wonderful thing about this community. You can just be someone who watches a lot and likes to talk about it. You can make sprites. You can make MSU packs. Like Dante said, there's so many ways to get involved. And if you are feeling a lot of this anxiety about racing, maybe that's a good time to get into another aspect of the community. You know, maybe you don't want to take a full step back because you have a lot of friends in the community. Uh, you like the atmosphere. You still enjoy the game, but it's just frustrating you. There, yeah, there's so many other things you can do to still be, you know, close to the activity, but not have feeling like it's beating you down all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I think that that does wrap it up pretty nicely. If anyone has any final thoughts, uh, go ahead and, and share them now. But if not, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up our show. Yeah, I think we we covered it pretty thoroughly. I mean, there's there's so much more details and nuances and stuff that we could get into, but we can't really make an eight hour episode. So (laughs) I think we've covered the most important things to get you into rando. And, um, I don't know. It's a little bit like 
getting into a pool you know if you if you dip your toes in at first and kind of stay in the background and just kind of play along and watch and then build friendships and kind of get into the community and ease yourself in uh you'll you'll just you know absorb all the stuff that you need to know and the general feel of the community how to behave yourself how to not behave yourself how you know you'll find your group of friends that that you'll hang out with or not it's 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 all going to come to you that's the the pool analogy is good because i just had this this thought of like you know a community pool whether it be like a like a little mini country club or just like something you know at a park and there's mm-hmm. like a diving board and a deep end. And of course, all the kids uh, want to have fun. We all want to have fun jumping off the diving board into the deep end and whatever. But you, there's usually like a, if it's like a busy summer day, there's a lot of people in line. And you just, mm-hmm. you know, get in line and you get to have your fun. Um, while someone's jumping off the diving board, you don't want to like jump the line and jump on top of somebody, you know, from the side. That That's, that's kind of bad. So... Uh, I don't know. It may not be the best analogy, but yeah, like just like you were saying, get, get, get like involved without like, don't make a huge splash stating your presence (laughs) when you, when you arrive. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure about the pool analogy from either of you, but I love thinking about pools. So I'm here. Well, I think to maybe (laughs) turn it around a little bit, I think, Dip your toes into the pool slowly and get in like a normal person and don't just, you know, butt bomb in and splash everyone that's already in the pool. Butt bomb. Okay, I love good. it. I like that. I like that. No <laughs> splashing. All right. Yeah. Think cool. of the old folks okay. in the pool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm one of, of the old folks old, now. Us. Yeah. Basically, the three of us are the old folks going, quit splashing us. Get off my lawn. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right, so you know all this stuff by now, right? Email at gomodepodcast.com. We're on Twitter at gomodepodcast. You can join our Discord. Got a lot going on there these days. Uh, no fetch questions this week. Um, I'm officially asking. I-, I want I want you to send your fetch questions. And look, I know what you're thinking. What else could you possibly ask us that we haven't already talked about? Listen, I want you to get weird with it, okay? I want some weird questions. <laughs> oh, I want no. like an... I want like an F Mary kill of like ALTTPR NPCs. Like that's the kind of questions I want to be talking about here at the end. So bring them in. We need these what? fetch questions. We love we love talking about them. Um, so so hit us up. Send some in. And also, I can only talk about myself here. I can't speak for my other two co-hosts. But uh, if you have any like not random related questions, but for me or the hosts personally. Feel free to send those in as well. No promises on us answering them. You know, if you're going to send in an, uh, an email asking me for my credit card number, I'm probably not going to answer that. But <laughs> if you ask something nicely, I might be, you know, co- coaxed into answering it. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. Send whatever questions you have, random or not, send them in. I mean, worst thing that happens is you send a bad or mean question we just don't read it you know yeah, but exactly. uh, whatever, whatever you have yeah send it in just ask Tim how much he likes Saha's like wife like <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you talking about oh you were talking about the the f the fmk uh oh <laughs> scenario okay. and yeah that's you know i mean i, I guess mean, the f is clearly the lady sweeping in front of the house heck There's yeah no question mm. to ask so, lady mm. sweeping in front of the house, uh, mm-hmm. the 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 witch, 
and the uh, the witch's assistant. So you got to rate all three of them. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Oh, I was gonna man. go differently. Let me let me throw out my FMK list real quick. All right. Okay. Okay. So F is the lady that sweeps in front of the house. Obviously. Uh, M is the lady that when you talk to her, she like calls the guards and runs away because I feel like that mirrors real life the most accurately. Okay. And uh, K is... I don't know. Anyone else. <laughs> Anyone else. I mean, we, you do a lot of killing in this game. It's yeah. not unreasonable that you just swing your sword at pretty much anyone else, and it's not a big deal. I can't even think of any more. I don't know, the the witch, maybe, because she's mm-hmm. just weird. Yeah, sure, uh-huh. the witch. Um, this one so off the I, rails. I am a, yeah, I'm a like cis, straight male or whatever. I But I don't feel like I have to pick females for this. I feel like it's okay if I... If, it's more about the spirit of the character. Yeah, right? sure. So, so I'm gonna say um, I wanna I'm gonna f um, the oh the the guy that unlocks your uh, boxes or whatever the lunchbox guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gary. He's, he's my f. Um, I want to marry old man so we can live together in the obviously in the that seems nice. Uh, I'm gonna kill the woman that calls you a creeper. That just really annoys well, me. Like, I'm just away. dashing around, minding my own business, and you're going to accuse <laughs> me of being some sort of pervert? You can lay in, on the ground and die for all I care. So that's my K. That's my kill. Okay. So, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we want to talk about here at the end of the show. So Yeah, send, definitely. Send yeah, good, good ending. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, so in, individual shout-outs. You can find me writing music sometimes and playing rando at twitch.tv slash temp underscore. For my shout-out this week, uh, I'm going to shout-out Dante uh, for hooking me up with A Link Between Worlds, which I've been playing for the last week or so and absolutely having a blast. That is such a fun game. I knew that it took a lot of inspiration from A Link to the Past, but I didn't realize, like, just how much. Like, it really is, like, that game's cousin or, like, kid, really. Probably would be a better way to say it. Yeah. I mean, if you... I just finished the uh, I just finished Turtle Rock, oh, okay, nice. uh, which is like the second Dark World dungeon in this mm-hmm. game. Well, no, um, so it's, I'm, I'm it like depends on what order you do them in. Like, it's, right? Yeah, you know, it's pretty open. That was my second low rule dungeon. Nice. So I, I feel like I'm roughly halfway, maybe a little less. I okay. uh, I like the game, but I feel like it's like the I don't know. To me, it, it felt like it, like the ugly stepsister to Link to the Past. <laughs> It is kind of it hasn't aged super well. It's a little bit like grainy, but it is super fun. I'm, I'm and the music's great. I'm, yeah, I'm for sure. It. Yeah, I don't love the renting system, but it's it's small because rupees are all over the place. So yeah. Um, oh, and also real quick, I wanted to mention I was on a podcast talking about podcasts. Um, a listener of the show. I don't know if I since it's their real name. I don't I think feel like I should say their screen name just in case, but. Um, they approached me and wanted, were wanting to start a podcast, asked me for some advice, and then they started that podcast, and then they invited me on to uh, be on it and talk about how to start a podcast. So that um, was called ATD in the D Today. It's a Detroit-based, uh, like, human resources, like, training podcast or something like I'm not exactly clear on that, but um, it was myself and uh, uh, another couple you know, folks from the community, and um, we had a really good time. It was, it was awesome. So I'll put a link to that. In the description, if you want to hear me talk about podcasting, I guess. Nice. So, yeah. All right, Dante. Uh, I'm going to shout out. We're going to talk in the p- 
past tense. Uh, I did a marathon run uh, over at twitch.tv slash sparkover uh, for a marathon called The Hope of Tomorrow. Uh, it's a charity marathon based with rhythm games or just kind of like there's a weekend marathon of nothing but rhythm games and stuff. Uh, we were raising money for the bail project and this is the total here. $7,338.55. And so it was pretty successful. Uh, So big shout outs to everyone who donated. And um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to play some step maniacs and got to watch a lot of folks play a lot of interesting uh, rhythm games rhythm for games. sure yeah it's that's nice. a cool idea to have a whole um yeah marathon around rhythm games and congrats on being a part of it and what a great cause too i love the the bail project yeah for sure so uh does this include other rhythm games as well or is it only dance games oh it's it's like all kinds of rhythm games uh there's like oh neat so it could be like donkey Kongas and weird stuff like that yeah someone was uh, on friday someone was playing taiko drum master uh, and, yes, I love that game. And they had—I want, I want to play that game so bad. They had a ton of like donation incentives. I, I had it muted most of the time, and I need to go back and watch it uh, because I, I was doing some stuff for work. Um, but they mm-hmm. were—they uh, were eating like hot sauce, like for donation incentives. <laughs> so like oh, no. they had like the last dab, and they were like coating a chip in it and eating it, and then playing a song. Oh, and my God. they were—they were struggling, but they were doing stuff like pretty well. Um, at the time nice. of recording, I, I've never heard of this, but uh, they're currently playing D4 DJ Groovy Mix, like whatever game that okay. is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a bunch of like very niche things. You think Rando is niche, then some of these games are just kind of wild out there. Yeah, that's fun though to to see these like head scratcher games. I didn't even know that existed, but this person is absolutely destroying this game. <laughs> awesome what do you have for us this week Herf? uh well i was thinking a little bit i don't really have anything special but i want to shout out an old super metroid rom hack that i just finished yesterday uh i started playing hyper metroid Ooh. and i think it's from 2015 or something um i i don't know why i just felt like playing uh some rom hacks uh, i was watching a lot of um Mario Maker or Super Mario World players play ROM hacks, but they play all those, you know, Kaizo hacks and super hard stuff that I could never do. So I just look for some easier ROM hacks. And then I've been watching a lot of uh, Oats and Goats, who is a Super Metroid runner, play like Super Metroid Rando and all kinds of weird Super Metroid hacks and whatever. So I looked up one that wasn't too difficult and had good ratings and it turned out to be this one. And then I remembered that Axial made a Super Metroid ROM yeah. hack. Yeah, uh-huh. or he didn't make one. He like helped te- play test it or something like that. I believe. Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. Did he choose the name after it, or did it get named? The guy after named him? it after him. Yeah, yeah Axial Edition. Because yeah, exactly. I think he did like a Let's Play of it that sort of gained popularity. Oh so yeah, right. I remember. I remember exactly. I remember that so I, I might, I might uh, check that out next time. Uh, Hyper Metroid was fun. Uh, it was kind of long. It had a few sections where I was like, oh, where the heck do I go? What do I do now? But overall, if you're, I, I don't know, if you liked Super Metroid and want something that's kind of new, uh, it's probably worth checking out if you haven't played it already. Awesome. 
I might play that. We might all have to play that. It might be uh, like required host playing for us. <laughs> get into some Metroid hacks. I'm oh, into baby. it. I love it. Cool. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind, if you like this show, if you listen to this whole thing and you haven't given us a review on iTunes and you are able to do that, we would really appreciate it. We've been stuck at 51 for quite a while. I thought people would just be falling all over themselves to be number B52, but I was wrong. People actually no. don't care about that at all. <laughs> uh, so I'm just I'm just asking now if you would please leave us a review if you enjoy the show. We, we really would appreciate it so we can keep on growing. Um, okay, I think that's going to do it for us. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back again in two weeks with another one. So for my co-hosts, Dancy and Herfy Durfy, I've been Timp. Let's go ahead and mirror out. Mirror out.